Hey guys, welcome to the Spruce Home Show, your no BS podcast that tackles what it looks like to design, build, and renovate. We're your hosts, Brad and Caitlin Blair. Welcome to the show. Good morning, everybody. I am saying hello this morning from Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to another episode of the Spruce Home Show. Omaha, Nebraska. What the heck is in Omaha, Nebraska? Um, Adam and I, so Adam, for those of you who don't know, he's our project manager. Adam and I are in Omaha this week. We come home on Thursday, but we're in Omaha to do some, some Builder Trend training. So Builder Trend is the construction software that we use, and we're doing some one-on-one training with them this week to essentially make our internal systems better, make them more efficient, um, from a bunch of different facets, from the sales side, from the project management side, from the communi- internal communication between us and trades, really just to try and hone in to save time where we can to make sure communication is transferring as efficiently as possible. Um, really to, really the reason is to save us time on the back end things so that we can save Save us time on the back end things so that we can create more time for the things that matter. And those are a few different things. That's being on site more often, um, having more time to be do more in-depth quality checks. That means, honestly, spending more time at home maybe. Maybe there's less work on weekends <laughs> if we can create some more efficiencies. I know my wife would enjoy that. So that's what we're here for. So we're here until Thursday. We're here for two full days with, with them. And there's been some lead up. I've worked with them for about a month now, and then we'll be doing some follow-up for about a month too. So we're, uh, I'm pretty excited to see how it goes. And that's where we're here right now. That being said, this morning, I wanted to talk about a, maybe a weird topic that it's hard to portray or get across, but it's it's how do you really know that you can trust a home builder or a contractor? How do you how, like how do you know it's hard, right? Trust is a weird thing. Some people's trust is easily earned. Some people will blindly trust everyone until the trust is broken and then it's hard to gain it back. Other people don't trust anyone and trust must be earned. Everybody is different, right? And there's lots of people that sit in the middle obviously, like anything else. But how do you actually know? And I guess one of the things that I want to mention also is that a lot of these topics come from conversations that I'm having like actively. And this is actually a question that a client of ours that we're just starting the build process with, she straight up asked me to my face. And it's a completely fair question. Um, in fact, in in the meetings that I have with people, I it's a question that I tell them to think about, tell, I tell them to think about how they can trust me. I have my own little spiel on why you should trust us, but it's something that I, I say it's extremely important. Trust is very important, especially when, when building a house or doing a big renovation where there's a lot of money at stake and it's a long-term thing. It's not like you're buying a widget today and, and it's lifespan is two years long, right? And then it's, you're either going to get a new one or you're going to upgrade it or whatever. A house is different regardless of how long you live in it. To be honest, if you live in it for 20 years, you don't want it to go 
sour in in eight years, right? Or 13 years or really ever. Um, even if you don't live in it that long, let's say you live in the house for six years and then you sell it. Well, you want that house to hold up as good in six years as it does on day one so that you can get the max value out of it, right? So there's so much on the line that you want it to be done right. And and trust is an important part of that. You just have to trust that things are going to be done properly. You have to trust that warranty is going to be covered properly. You have to trust that they're going to meet your expectations. You have to trust that they're going to do the right thing. And how do you really figure that out other than just pure gut feel, which is part of it. And so I've put some thought into this. I'm like, if I were to build a house with another builder, let's just say that so my wife is from the US. Let's just say hypothetically we were to move down to the US tomorrow where she's from and we decided to build a house and we were going to go pick a builder instead of building it ourselves. What are things that I might do, tangible things that I might do to figure out whether we would jive with the builder or whether we would trust them? Trying to get like really what you're trying to do is to get insight into how their brain operates to see if your brain and their brain work the same. Because if that happens, you can probably trust them, right? If you're on completely different wavelengths, you probably aren't gonna trust that they're gonna do the right things. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna have, no matter who you build with, you're gonna have contracts that are signed, but contracts are simply for worst case scenarios. You don't, The idea is you should sign a contract and then put it in the drawer and never have to open it again. And then the rest of the process can operate on trust. To me, that's how I think of things. So what I did, I put a tangible list together and I said, if I were to build with a builder, what are some things that I may do? Now this is a, probably I wouldn't do all of these. This is an exhaustive list that depending on your personality type, you'll probably choose some over others, but I would probably do a couple things on this list. So the first thing that I would do, and I would do this, is I would do a couple walkthroughs. I would wanna walk through some finished houses, and I would also wanna walk through some houses that are under construction for a couple different reasons. The first, first reason is I'd wanna walk through at least one house that's finished to get an understanding of what the quality actually is. Quality is really difficult to understand and communicate without seeing it because it's all visual right um you can you can say that you build with quality products and the products you can look up the specs online that's easy but are they installing those products correctly because if they're not then the quality of the product is diminished um from a finishing standpoint they can say that they pay extreme attention to detail, but does that match what your definition of extreme attention to detail is? And that that's the hard part, right? Is that you're trying to get in each other's minds and one person's definition may be different than another person's definition because there is no right or wrong answer. It's all perception. So that's why I would want to walk through a house to, to see is the finished quality actually what in my mind I perceive as high quality or I perceive as awesome design or whatever they're selling you, does their perception and your perception match when the house is done? And then from a construction standpoint, I'd be interested to walk through 
maybe one or two houses that are in under construction at different phases to just ask some questions, not for, not to be skeptical, but to learn, to ask some questions that you literally just don't know the answer to. And, and you're curious about it. So I would go on site with a curious mind and just ask why questions. Hey, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? I see that you're laying subfloor. You're putting this wood on the floor. Why are you doing that? Why are you only putting it in some parts of the house and not others? I see you have the house is framed, but there's no drywall on the wall yet. And I see you got like wood in the walls in some place and not others. Why are you doing that? There's a, there's a bunch of different why questions that you could ask really to just go on a learning expedition. So that'll do two things. Number one, it will put your mind at ease that the builder maybe is going above and beyond, or it will put your mind at ease that they know what they're doing. Um, they will put your mind at ease because it will force a communication and you'll figure out whether your communication styles jive or not. Just going through that learning expedition, it, it'll also just help you be more aware of what's behind your walls or what goes into construction in general, right? Uh, you walk into a house and the all the trim is on the walls around the windows and doors and it's painted, but none of the rest of the walls are painted. Why is that? Well, let them explain that to you as a, just so you understand why it happens in a certain order. Maybe they use a different product on the, on the trim than on the walls, yada, 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 right? It just helps you understand what will become your house better before you even start. So that's the first thing I would do, walk through houses finished and under construction. Second thing is just ask for referrals. Asking for referrals to me, you're only gonna get good ones, right? If you just say, hey, do you have some referrals? Sure, I'll send you three. They're all gonna be good, which is good. You can still gain insight from that, but you can take it a step further and be like, hey, do you mind sending me a couple referrals? Like one that is recent, maybe they just moved in, one maybe that's existing that they haven't even moved in yet, just to get a general sense of what, how the process is going for them. And then maybe you say, do you mind sending me a referral from a few years ago? And that limits the builder a little bit. The older, the older referral, they can still go back in their chest and look for one that they know is going to give a good review. The recent one is a little trickier because there's only so many recent ones. So if things are going sour in the business, um, those recent ones are going to, that's going to come to light or vice versa. Maybe the referral from three years ago isn't glowing, but the recent ones are. So maybe there's some things that have been fixed and then you can, you can gauge the same thing if you have an existing client that's in the middle of the build process right now. You can maybe gain some insight into some pain points or some things that they've implemented recently that are really working or maybe aren't. So I think if I were to ask for referrals, I wouldn't just ask for run-of-the-mill referrals. I would be a little more specific and and go across some different timeframes. The third thing that I would consider is, I don't know if personally I would do this, but it is something that you could kind of glean value from, and that is ask for a warranty claim report from their um, third-party warranty provider. So in Saskatchewan, that will likely be Progressive Home Warranty or Saskatchewan Home Warranty. And that way you can see, hey, how many claims 
has this builder had against them after the third-party warranty kicks in? So for those of you who don't know, in Saskatchewan, for the first 12 months of possession, the builder is responsible for everything. And then after that, third-party warranty kicks in and there's like a tiered, uh, different things are covered for, for a different length of time. So after a year, if anything goes wrong, the homeowners have to put a claim in with third-party warranty providers. So ask for ask for a report. See like over the extent of your company's life, how many warranty claims are you having or how many you're having a year or whatever. And and they'll give you a sense into long-term quality of the home, right? Um, so that's just a thought that that I would have. Another thing that if, if a builder doesn't have any or has like very few and has been around for a long time, to me, that would lean to two things. Number one, the house is built well and number, sorry, number one, the house is built well and number two, that the builder is just taking care of the warranty claims and it's not getting to the, to the third party carrier, which to me, that, that gleans light into the quality of service that that builder is willing to provide. Um, so anyway, that's the one, two, that's the third thing that I would do. So the first is home walkthroughs. The second is referrals. The third is a warranty claim report. The fourth is simply just asking the builder for their insurance and workers comp certificates. And all that does really is making sure that they carry those things, making sure that they're keeping up on their workers compensation, making sure that they are carrying the proper insurance and they're not, um, they're not, not insured, right? You don't want that either. You want to make sure that your builder is insured. So if they're working on your house and a fire happens that you're not going to have an issue that you're not going to have a, a bunch of money that you've spent that goes down in flames literally. And it's just gone forever. You want to make sure that it doesn't end up in a court battle. And, and I guess, again, it just puts your mind at ease that they're doing things the right way on the back end. Then the last two things are number one is just making sure that they have a solid build process, that they have a process that they follow for the most part. Every house is different. So every process and schedule and order of events is going to happen a little bit differently, especially here in Saskatchewan when we have weather events, right? Um, Things may happen slightly differently in the winter than would happen in the summertime. But generally speaking, they should have a process that they follow. And if they're simply just flying by the seat of their pants, then you just have to decide if you're okay with that or not. If you're okay with that, then it then that's fine. Uh, but if you want things to be a little bit more planned, thought out, etc., then talking through that build process and making sure that you fully understand it is a good thing to do. And then the last thing that I noted down was ask if the builder is okay if you get a home inspection at the end. We've had a few clients do this. I have no problem with that at all. If it's almost just like a safeguard that a home inspector comes in and is another set of eyes. So for most builders, they're going to have an on-site person that will be looking over quality as the build goes. They're going to have city inspectors to do the same plumbing inspectors, electrical inspectors. So there's going to be quite a few eyes, but it doesn't hurt to have one more set of eyes to try and catch something. That doesn't mean you're trying to like catch them, right? It's just trying to make sure that they didn't 
somebody didn't miss something. And if they did, then that's fine. And then it can get caught at that point in time. If, if there's a builder that pushed back on you on that, to me, that would gain a red flag because in, from our shoes, it shouldn't matter from a builder's standpoint. It shouldn't matter because you should stand behind the house that you build. And if something happens to squeak through the cracks, you're going to get it corrected anyway. So it's just another way to put your mind at ease. So I think those are, those are the things that I would consider. Like I said, at the beginning, I likely would not go through the entire exhaustive list and do all of them, but depending on your personality type and, um, I guess what you deem important, you could maybe, maybe do a couple of these. So again, the list is walk through the houses, ask for referrals, pull a warranty claim report, get their insurance and workers comp certificate, fully understand their building process, and then possibly get a home inspection at the end. Um, if it were me, the most important thing would likely be doing those walkthroughs and understanding that build process. Those are probably the two things that I would pick out. If I were to add a third, it would likely be the home inspection at the end. Again, not as a skepticism skepticism thing, but more as just a double check. It's not a bad $350, $400 to spend just for peace of mind. New home inspections always take half as long as houses that are built 30 years ago. Um, so it shouldn't really be a big deal in the end. So those are probably the things that I would do. That being said, that's today's podcast. Going through some tangible ways to help you gain trust with a builder so that you can take that next step because like I said at the beginning, trust is just so important. So there's your list. If you go to another builder and you ask, do not tell them that I sent you with this list. Um, but anyway, it's, it's something to think about and, and most builders are not going to have a problem with, with any of these things. So that being said, I'm going to wrap up today. I hope that you guys have an awesome remainder of the week. We're going to have fun in Omaha and we will catch you next week. See you then. Bye-bye.